Chapter 8 The Game Changer It's December 27th, five days before Amber Bailey will be sworn in to her four-year council term. There was a little bit of a battle of where we're going to be sworn in at, the city center versus the senior center. Um, Yeah, yeah. So it's still happening for the senior center on the first. Yeah, it is still happening for the senior center on the first, although ICRC won't be able to provide audio. And we have to go into a council meeting after that because Linda, our clerk, is resigning. No one got that memo. They went ahead and decided who our next clerk would be. Okay, why can't ICRC do audio? Because I remember from your last council meeting, the fact that ICRC was there was a big point for some of the council members in being able to do this. Because there is no audio. They they don't have any audio feeds available. There's nothing for them to plug into, and they don't have that much portable stuff to move it. So, so it's not going to be either televised or, or audio recorded. The swearing-in cer- ceremony will be on ICRC. They will be filming that. But then the council meeting hmm. following that will not be. I don't want to sound like I'm being like a conspiracy theorist or that I'm being crazy. Because, you know, I have a problem thinking that I'm crazy. But clearly I'm not crazy. They're the crazy ones. Um, we have no budget going into 2018 at all because they wouldn't suspend the third reading on the temporary budget that we had to work on in October. We've had that budget since October. Like, they wouldn't suspend the readings on that. We have an unknown clerk at this point. We have a few pieces of the legislation that died in committee. We're supposed to reappoint committee chairs, go over our rules of counsel, which clearly need to be updated because some of those are just ridiculous, all in a meeting with no microphones. I thought back in, you know, September, October, when we first started talking, that the biggest disaster would be they don't fix the roof on the city center, the insurance runs out, you have to find another space, and then I lose track of your council meetings. And while that hasn't happened... The second worst thing is that you're not having that very first meeting with the budget, with the unknown clerk, with everything you mentioned. You're not having that recorded. So I was kind of worried about that happening, and now it's happening. When Amber described to me all of these high-stakes decisions that needed to happen in five days, I remembered the New Year's Day council meeting two years earlier, when the new city council began zeroing out salaries and blocking the mayor from having her administrator. I remembered the disgusted people in the audience, the mayor accusing the council of hostage-taking, and the law director calling their actions despicable. What surprise would the Change NCH Council pull in 2018? How would the mayor respond? And how would that make the city look? With no budget and no cameras, I was expecting the worst. And then... Nothing happened. Good morning, everyone, and Happy New Year. Uh, I would like to welcome you to our first meeting for 2018. The first meeting went pretty smoothly, and so did the next one, and the next one, and the next one. For the first time in a long time, they were laughing. And I will note, I will make the note here that Ms. Long did say that the most stressful job 
is working the prize table at the Easter egg hunt, which now puts council in at least second place. <laughs> and I'm so proud that we're falling in those rankings. They were getting along with the mayor and administrator. Start stretching because it's competition, okay? It's going down. All right. I'm heading up the cheerleading squad <laughs> for it. Let me know when it's the Nathan's hot dog eating and I'll be available for that. I need to know how much mutual aid will be available that day. (laughs) And they were actually legislating. People just want to make sure that the ordinance has language that sufficiently does not make it apply to people who have the car running without their keys in the ignition. Even Nick Link, the Change NCH co-founder, showed up to compliment everybody. Uh, I am seeing a... Uh, a spirit of cooperation that I have not seen for quite some time. Uh, That is among the members of city council. And in addition to that, a spirit of cooperation between city council and the administration that hasn't existed for a long time. So kudos to you all and thank you. One person behind the change in tone is none other than Amber the young mother who caught the mayor's attention by showing up at meetings, asking pointed questions, and being critical of the council. The one who, as council member, said things like... Um, Also, I know that there were some snide comments made via email this last week, and I do want to say that I will not be belittled by any means, and if those are directed toward me, those need to come to me face-to-face because I'm not going to be belittled. It's not a joke. At some point, Amber stopped taking the bait. She won her election and proved that people wanted her to be there. She established an arts task force and a special arts fund for the city. And with all of that came respect. So let's tie two of your your little thingies together and go, let's build garbage cans and then we have the art commission paint them. I'm down. Like... Like the pigs, so we have garbage cans. Awesome. Instead of flying pigs, we have <laughs> hey. litter. Go- come on, we come up with the slogan. Come on, we got. Instead of flying pigs, we have trash bins. <laughs> <laughs> Good meeting, Amber. Thank you. And she was getting compliments from the people she used to complain about tirelessly to me. One thing I can say too is back in the day, I wasn't completely comfortable in my role as a council person, being the youngest one, being always left out, being always bullied, being always harassed. But then one day, I don't know what it was, and I can't tell you which meeting it was, before I walked in, I was like, you know what? I'm going to be on one today. I'm going to let them have it in the nicest way possible, and I'm going to continue to let them have it in the nicest way possible, and I'm going to tear down their arguments every single time because I can. Whether I agree on an issue or not, whether I'm completely for the whole thing or completely against it, I'm still going to play devil's advocate and tear it apart on them. Every time. This is, you have some really, really, really arrogant and very strong, and even me, I'm an asshole, people sitting up there with you who... Here's the thing, I don't care if they like me, I don't care if they don't like me, 
I don't care if they personally want to be my best friend or don't want to be my best friend. I really don't care. I care about 1.8 by 1.8 square miles of a city. And, you know, back before all of this even went down, I would tell you that that's what half of them was there for. Just the thirst, just a piece of the power, a piece of the pie, if you will. I would tell you that absolutely. But I think now their mindsets are changing. I think now they're being pushed. I think now that they understand that there's a new dynamic happening and either they can go back and look like a fool to everybody or they can get with the program. If I'm being honest, right, I think the the issue uh, is understanding and communication. You know, I, I have I have known the O'Shea's on on multiple levels, right, and and I do not think personally these these people are are, are hate filled or angry or racist or whatever negative term you you want to use. I think our issue has always been just understanding and communication. Al Long, husband of the city administrator. I have to take responsibility for 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 my actions, right? You know, they I don't know what what's in their head. So it would be interesting if one day again in the future she runs for council, uh, maybe we can have a better relationship as a citizen and as a council member. But but to this day, if if I see her, I'm gonna say hello. I see somebody talking to her crazy, I'm going to get in their face. You know, she's a North College Hill citizen. At the end of the day, we still family. Several months ago, I asked you what change North College Hill's goal was, and you said, make North College Hill white again. Do you still think that? Yeah, the, the mindset that I had at the time uh, about my views of change when we had the falling out, knowing some of the things that I've heard them say off the record in meetings when they didn't think I was paying attention, knowing some of the direction they were going in, knowing some of the things that they fought, uh, watching some of the things that they blogged. At that time, when it was at its height with me leaving, uh, I might have had that belief about change at that time. But that is definitely not a belief I share now. Because I've since had conversations with Nick, and and I do not believe that to be their truth now. But, you know, 10 years ago, when when I was very raw and and looked at things uh, from a clearly black and white point of view, you know, I thought like, oh, my God, this is just a blatant uh, subliminal racism through and through. And again, this was partly because, you know, we never really sat down and talked about the things that had transpired and their beliefs. If, if I can share something, all this is on the record. You're, you're telling me stuff now that, you know, their recollection about events and, and things that happened, that had I known that that was their take, had I known that they felt that way, you know, I think things would have been different a long time ago. So I, I, I know that I have rubbed 
folk folk the wrong way. So it's interesting to hear your take on that. So, <laughs> uh-huh. do you still have an interest in being a council member? Uh, that's actually a good question. Oh man, do you? <laughs> no, I have no interest of being a North College Hill City Council member. Okay. I'm sure some people that don't realize how how politics works. There's the good and the bad. There are people in politics who do it for the best of reasons, who do it because, you know, they want to be a part of the solution. They want to be there to do to give back to their community. And there are people that don't understand, you know, you are going to be attacked. Not everybody is going to to agree with you um, all of the time and you have to be able to take that and you know and live with it Maureen Mason the mayor I'm sure I've been called all sorts of nasty vile things um, that's what I've been told it doesn't you know it doesn't make me want to run away and and leave it kind of makes me just want to stand up. I don't like bullies, either verbal or physical, so it's not going to make me back down. But there are some that would back down from that and and leave. I guess I have a, a thicker skin or see it as that, but, you know, whatever they say about me, I know why I do what I do, and I know what my intentions and goals are and I'm not going to quit. So what happened? Why, after so many years of power struggles, personality clashes, and distrust, has the attitude in North College Hill changed so drastically? There is no way to know for sure, but from what I've seen and heard, I have some theories. I can point to four possible reasons for why, after so long, people appear to be getting along. First, many of the people sitting in that council chamber have grown professionally. It's not just that the workplace is more pleasant, it's more productive. And I think early on, uh, I had a tendency to be that person that would engage in a debate until I realized my place was not to debate the person there, that they, they had a legitimate concern that they wanted to, and I think that some of the back and forth that happened, I'll be honest, I'll take part of, I'll take part of the blame here. The closest the council came to relapsing was on March 19th, when the issue was, predictably, the budget. With little under two weeks before they absolutely had to pass a full year's budget, council members spent nearly an hour, stressfully but calmly, trying to get a single set of numbers down on paper. And I'm just concerned that if we attach this is B and this is A and they don't match correctly when we go to post them on the internet, it will really show some confusion. I thought you were voting on the amendings. Yeah. Not right. on the ordinance. That's, right. That's what I thought. No, ma'am. But you need to restate the motion 
to include the amendment, and then it needs to be right. seconded. You can't amend. You can't have a motion to amend that's stated in the in the second. So I tried to broker some type of agreement here, and and it doesn't seem to be that there's any interest. So I'll just withdraw the whole thing. No, I'm just confused. Like yeah. I don't know because you guys figure it out. On a series of four to three votes. The budget did fail because there was a special clause that needed a supermajority to pass. Although there was even disagreement on whether that was really true either. Miss Long, perhaps you could verify with our law director <coughs> to see if appropriations need to have emergency clauses on them so that we're not in that barrel again. Thank you. But when that happened, no one blamed each other. They agreed to figure it out in committee. And most notably, Mayor Mason and the city administrator sat by silently, letting the council figure out what to do, instead of telling them what needed to be done. Well, at the last meeting of December, when the council failed to suspend the rules and pass the temporary budget, what stuck out to me was how the administration responded. Cheryl Long did not browbeat them, you did not scold them, and that would have happened in previous years, but it didn't happen this time. So why the change for you? We were prepared for a fight on January 1st. If they hadn't suspended the readings on January 1st to pass that budget, and if you remember, I, I think I did say something about unless they did pass that, there would be no money to run. So I didn't do it coming off heavy and, and scolding or yelling at them. It was just a gentle reminder. You know, you have to use all sorts of the carrot and the stick. And and so... And I, they really did understand because they passed the budget. Correct, yeah. So, you know, you have to have more than one uh, tool to use to get the job done. At that time, the uh, reminder and more gentle nudge did work. I'm, I'm just pointing out that the importance of that, of being able to suspend the second and third readings on that, because otherwise there will be no budget. It's understood. Thank you. As for City Administrator Cheryl Long, the former property manager with a marketing degree, who some people in Change NCH felt was unqualified and overcompensated, no one I spoke to cast any doubt on her job performance. My feeling, for sure, is that Ms. Cheryl Long has every good intention there is in the world to do an effective job as city administrator. So what are we doing, Cheryl? We are at Clovenook Center for the Blind, yeah. and we are about to have an awesome candidate forum to yeah. find out what these candidates can do yeah. for North College Hill residents. Yeah. Look what the business And I think that there's a trust that, that we build, and I've, I've been, you know, I think that she's done a great job, too, of kind of reaching out and, and working on that as well. I want to give a thank you to Miss Long for being the greatest city administrator that we've had in a long, long time. Um, recently, it was alluded to that she was like a previous city administrator, and I felt really, 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 really bothered by that over the last couple of days because she embodies North College Hill, and I'm not putting her on a plug, you guys, but she eats, sleeps, and breathes this place. 
And we have a letter here from uh, the OCMA that was sent to Ms. Long, our city administrator. It is our distinct privilege to inform you that the nominating committee is recommending you, Ms. Cheryl Long, to the membership of the Ohio City County Management Association as our newest board member. We feel that providing you this opportunity to serve on the OCMA board will help the city of North College Hill regain confidence in the value of professional city management because of your honesty and commitment to our professional ethics. Simply put, you are a rising star in our field and you impressed us all as the right person for this position for these reasons. Not only has Long proven herself to the council, but compared to how her predecessor treated them, I'm not gonna sit here and listen to this nonsense from you. She does care that they trust her. Moving forward, I always look and, and like to be critical of myself, and I think that I did not do a good enough job to bring this to the attention of council. Moving forward, that we make sure we address these reports that go through and we have a thorough discussion about them. Even the two people who used to be at the center of so much acrimony, Shauna and Jim O'Shea, have come and gone at council meetings without it becoming a major incident. I also tried to call and cancel them for several neighbors of mine. Um, I can't. Um, I figured I couldn't, but I thought I'd give it the Johnny go for it. Um, Please, besides this fiasco, Miss Bailey attempted to abstain from her vote. Would someone explain to me why she was not permitted to abstain? I'm pretty sure I can only abstain if I have a personal vested interest, vested personal interest. Once again, there are things that I clearly need to learn, but I thought that that was the only way that I was allowed to abstain. The second factor. Council meetings were always the most visible expression of mistrust in acting out. But in fact, before the new council, and as far back as the fall of 2017, things had started to settle down in the city center. I believe that has something to do with who now runs the meetings. In North College Hill, the position of council president is weak. The president doesn't have a vote and does not sit on committees. The big responsibility is being in charge of the meetings. Past council presidents chose to sit back and not exercise their authority when meetings got out of control. That is not the case with Tracy Nichols. Pell was responsible for the maintenance and repairs. Point of order. Point of order. As a council member, she was quiet, almost disengaged from the meetings. Maybe that was just because of the other big personalities in that room. When she became president, nothing drastic changed. Until one day... Mr. Oh, I can't answer anybody? Is that what you're saying, okay. Mr. Wallace? Can I, I, can I make a respond? comment? I'm sorry. Uh, for the past few meetings, we've had a whole lot of outbursts. And they're really unnecessary. Quite frankly, I think they're rude to not just me, but to our, um, our residents and to the other council meetings. If you want to address one another, if you would address me first, please. Can we stop with the interruptions? If you need to 
If you want to talk to Mayor Mason, Mayor Mason, if you want to speak to council, if you would address me first, please. I'm sorry, Ms. I would appreciate Mayor it. Thank you. How much does the behavior that you sometimes see at meetings bother you? Um, to be honest, not not as much as before, but because since that, I have not had very many more of those type of outbursts. There may have been one other one. And as soon as I gaveled, they stopped. It's been more, and to be honest, I, I just out of routine, because they've done it so long prior to me, just outbursts, it's been a whole lot of, Madam President, may I? So after that particular meeting, it almost like put a stop to it. Okay. Madam President. This is Dewell. That includes cover page two, correct? Yes, ma'am. Madam President. This is Bailey. As far as this, the North College Hill part goes at the top, <coughs> if you want it, and I know it might be a hassle to you now, but if you want it, I have like this. Third, the decisions the council faces are now entirely different than in the past several years. The city has not needed a new finance director or a new administrator. Therefore, there's been no battle over who to hire and what to pay them. In fact, the city administrator's salary increased again at the end of 2017, and this time, no one complained about it. The city center has a new roof on the administrative side, and the recreation side remains closed off. It wasn't the decision everyone wanted. But what's important is that they made a decision, and they moved on. And now, what people take away from the meetings is not the lack of respect shown in their government, but instead, things like this. Our North College Hill Bakery is in a nationwide contest now for sweetest bakery in America. I think we can all get behind the local business and put a, a positive uh, spin on North College Hill. Let's promote the positive things and, and support our businesses here. An optimistic way to look at it is that they've learned to leave the past in the past. A more cynical view is that there's really nothing left of former Mayor Dan Brooks's legacy that's worth reversing. Although, at a recent committee meeting... So one of the things we've been talking about is what might be possible with the other half of the city center, the, the part we're not in here. The city center might be coming back, that it's not a done deal for demolition? Is that true? Bro! It hasn't been a done deal. Then there is the final reason why things have gotten better. It's the people. The people running the city today are not the same people who were there at the beginning of our story, or even when I started paying attention last year. Everyone elected during Change North College Hill's takeover of the city council is gone. Mark Fitzgerald, the former city administrator, is no longer an issue. In fact, in August of last year, Fitzgerald resigned his seat as a council member in the city of Loveland. The people in Loveland were about to recall him, partly for his behavior there, and in part for his salary in North College Hill. Compared to the people they replaced, 
the new city administrator and council members bring a different attitude and level of competence. When Matt Waller took the seat of Shauna O'Shea, Amber Bailey saw him as someone who would give her the time of day. Matt Wallert has really been like a very, very, very strong supporter of me, but he's also been like the gatekeeper of me, if that makes sense. Like, he'll just, he'll tell me, Amber, don't do it. He'll tell me, because when something comes through that I just want to get shitty about, he'll just be like, don't do it, Amber, don't do it. And I won't. And that's because, and this is going to sound really, really, really crazy at the end. It's going to sound crazy. Out of everybody on that council, if there are two people that I feel like will work their asses off for North College Hill and only have the best interest of that city, no matter who it pleases or who it displeases, I think it's uh, me and Matt. And the last thing is, this was so awesome that Saturday I, I, I called Miss Long up as soon as this happened. At two different events, I ran into two people. <laughs> two people that said to me, oh, I've been wanting to ask you, I'm thinking about looking for a house in North College Hill. And I've been here since what, December of, of 16, is that right? And it's the first two times I've been asked that and there's an excitement, there's a buzz out there. And I think that uh, it's, it's because of all five of these tables and the citizens, everybody working together. And I'm, I was so happy to answer. I'm sure there's distrust pointed at me. Um, you know, and, and I, I, tell, I tell council members this all the time, I'm like, look, you can tell me anything. I've been a high school teacher for over 20 years. You're not going to be any more inventive than a 16 or 17 year old. Um, I'm not going to take it personally. I have no problem. This is how I'm in the classroom. I have no problem saying, hey, I was wrong. I screwed up on that. Um, and I think that helps disarm people a little bit. And I think that, you know, I think that we're starting to, and I, I see others doing that as well, too. I'm like, okay, I was wrong. Let's go on. <laughs> you know? I mean, what are we going to relitigate the whole thing? It's, I am very proud of everybody from all ilks, including the mayor who I've had issues with in the past, and and you know, Miss Bailey and my own, my own change people. That the past two or three months, I do think it's made a big difference. I've apologized for saying things that I really didn't have an idea about, but all that I had was the information that one side would give me that the other side wouldn't. But now that I have both sides, I've grown up a lot. This whole idea of, oh, they're only out to get me, oh, they're only out for power, all that does is create a rift and nobody trusts one another and no one will talk to one another. And then you see the same stuff over and over and over and over again, meeting after meeting. And then, when two people from opposite sides of the playing field finally come together, that's the game changer. The other important substitution came when Renee Stiles, one of the original Change NCH council members, who had vicious but sometimes valid critiques of how the city was run, resigned. Her replacement, strangely enough, was someone who had run unsuccessfully for city council in the past, who once challenged Dan Brooks and lost, and who, as Shauna O'Shea's lawyer, had sued the city, Matt Miller-Novak. I think anything that involves budget and money we should discuss. 
if possible, but at the same time, there's going to be things that are pressing and need. It takes us a month and a half to go through three readings. So, I mean, what we'd be signing on is that everything that we do in this city will take two and a half months to get our tax money that belongs to us, that we're basically saying that's going to take two and a half months. And I, I think that's a bit of an issue. As unconventional as it may appear on paper, Miller Novak walked in with an awareness of law and local government that the other council members did not. Compared to past members of Change NCH, he wasn't simply, as one person put it to me, mom and pop. Miller Novak talks to the administration. He votes more often with Amber Bailey than against her. And like the other Matt, he also has a sense of humor. Madam President, thank you. (laughs) Oh, boy. I I do invest a lot of time in my appearance. (laughs) Show them your socks. Part of my reservation about doing this, to be completely honest, is it's uh, their wounds that are healing right now and are mostly healed. Um, So if I sound a little bit standoffish on some of the answers, I do want to probably, you know, suggest to you that it has a lot to do with the fact that people are healed to a large degree and people are moving on and working together extremely well. Um, Matt, if I may, I mean, you've been living this in real time since you moved to North College Hill. I've lived it in a condensed period for the past eight months. So to see at the end, and I'll be honest, around the time you came on to council, things turning around 180 degrees, it's been a little whiplash-inducing for me, just because I've seen, I mean, this this 500-page lawsuit next to me. I've seen that. I've seen everything else that's happened in the meetings. And you're right. I have noticed that, too. Things are working much differently, dare I say, like a normal city council now. So that, to me, is a happy ending. And I like a happy ending. I think most people do. So I am conscious of that when I'm doing the story is the fact that, well, hold on, this is a whole different group of people with perhaps a different agenda now. And to focus 90% on what happened in the past, is that really fair? But ultimately, that's where the story is. And I don't think you could understand the importance of how people are getting along today unless you also see how truly foreign that was not too long ago. So does that make sense? Oh, no, it does. But, you know, from my perspective, I think it's, you know, I I think it is important. And I, no, I, you know, listen, um, there's a lot of validity in what you said. But, you know, I mean, it is actually quite amazing. Uh, You know, and the reality is, is that, you know, what's tough about this and this interview is, as far as I'm concerned, any bad actor that ever existed is gone. They're not coming back. Um, And the people that are there are all there for the right reasons. So, I mean, things are um, going extremely well. They are healing. Um, I dare say that they've really pretty much healed. Um, no one's talking about what you're reporting on right now. No one's no one's arguing about that. No one's talking about it. It's it's done. The bad actors are gone. Um, I would agree people, with everything except your use of bad actors. I think everyone thought that they were doing the ethical thing, that they were standing up for the best interest of 
the city. Um, and to the extent that that caused chaos, it's just because there was such a differing perception of what the right thing was to do. That's your perspective? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I just I, I'm trying to clarify your statement there, um, so I understood it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's your perspective. You know, I, the last time I came to, I'll just, I'm pretty blunt, so I'm just going to be blunt, right? Rather um, the last, the last council meeting I came to, I walked out going, oh my God, I don't believe that's the same more cultural council meetings I've been going to for the last couple of years because I was really excited with how the decorum and how people treated each other. And so I want to give you kudos for that. I, and again, yeah. I feel the same way tonight. You don't need my blessing. I know that, but I, I'm. I think you're doing much better than we did in the past. So, forever it's worth. During his final campaign, Dan Brooks appeared on Public Access TV. I have the transcript of what he said, and I'll read you a portion of it. We've tried a lot of things, and we've not been always successful. But let me tell you something. I would much rather fail at trying to do something than to be wildly successful at doing absolutely nothing. After 28 years as mayor, people asked, aren't you a little tired of it? Well, I'll answer that question. I'll start by telling a little story that I heard. There was a young girl with her dad eating breakfast one morning, and she said, Daddy, how do you eat an elephant? He said, well, honey, I don't know. She said, no, really, Daddy, how do you eat an elephant? Well, he put the paper down and said, okay, well, I guess with a very big plate. And he thought that would kind of go along with her joke. And she said, no, how? And he said, honey, you can't eat an elephant. Nobody can eat an elephant. So what's your joke? She said, it's no joke, Daddy. You know how you eat an elephant? He said, no. How? She looked at him and said, one bite at a time. In North College Hill, it looks like people have figured out how to eat the elephant. Let me play you something that you told me when we first started talking over the summer. Four years. A four-year term. This is, let me be completely honest. I don't think anybody could last four years sitting next to the people that I sit next to. And the reason is, is because very few of them decide to read a book. Very few of them understand what is happening because they, they don't do the research and they just vote or they just make decisions based off, I don't know what, maybe their dreams. I don't get it. So I, I, mm, mm, to think of four years as a term, oh gosh, it is very stressful. It, oh, just the sound of four years of dealing with them sounds so stressful. But North College Hill has no hope at all do you still feel that way that north college hill has no hope absolutely not there's a lot of stuff going on that's 
not really like going on but I think that there's a lot of different ideas being bounced around like in committee meetings and council meetings and nobody has really like taken it to the next level yet but I think that when people start adopting these ideas and really getting behind them there people are going to see a whole lot of change in North College Hill and I don't mean change North College Hill I'm just saying I think people are going to see a whole lot of good stuff happening here I mean, I know you've talked to Nick Link. I know you've talked to the Feenies. I know you've talked to Maureen. I know you've talked to Al. I know you've talked to Matt. I know that you've talked to other Matt. So I know that now you have a really good... Is like, there a discussion board where people are saying whether they've talked to me or not? <laughs> no, absolutely uh, not. But you have to realize I've become the person that everybody confides in now. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I know. That's a bit strange to me but I get it mm-hmm. I get it mm-hmm. and they confide in me I think that people confide in me now is because number one they know I'm not going to sugarcoat the truth and number two I'm going to take full accountability and responsibilities for my words and my actions period yeah now nobody knows that I was the one who contacted you you do realize with all the progress that I made, this whole interview is going to give my life hell. But that's okay. Well, it's... <laughs> it's cool. Yeah, it's kind of unavoidable that they find out that you contacted me. And... I don't care. I do not care. And so what? So what? What are they going to do? Shun me again? Now, don't make me look too horrible. Just keep me honest. That's all I'm saying. But what are they going to do? Shun me? They're going to bully me? You think I'm afraid of them at this point? Absolutely not. There was a lot of stuff that the narrative was wrong on, like the O'Shea lawsuit. I don't know if I've talked to you since I went to coffee with Matt Miller Novak. Have I talked to you about that? You have not. I went to coffee with Matt Miller Novak. He sent me all of the evidence from the O'Shea lawsuit. All of it. Both sides. 167 pages. Every deposition, every piece of everything. Everything. Every sign-in sheet from business meetings. He sent me all of it. None of that information I had ever had before. He was appointed and he emailed it to me. At the end of it, the O'Sheas were justified. What that administration did was wrong. I know that now. I've told them that now. But without the communication and without the information, I can't just go off of what one side is saying versus what the other side is saying. And I've let them know. I've let them know. No, I didn't have any of that. Nothing. The narrative that I had is that they soon got a bunch of money. If anything, I feel bad for Jim and Shauna. I do. I have to confess, I can't help but wonder if maybe there is something else to why things are different. You see, a lot of things changed while I was doing this story. And that's just it. I was doing the story. For years, there were accusations, hot tempers, and acts of revenge happening in plain view of the city's residents. 
it's not like no one was watching. But now that someone outside North College Hill was in the picture, was it possible that I had anything to do with it? Um, I guess my last question is, you know, when you contacted me last summer and said, I need help, was this what you're experiencing right now, the outcome that you wanted? I think we're getting there. I think that I think that by you contacting the people that you've contacted and hearing all of the different stories and all of the, you know, the fun stuff, I think that by you contacting them that it yeah, it has helped. Let me say this. I don't think they're acting because you have contacted them, but I think that somebody from the outside looking in asking your own objective questions have probably made them contemplate on some things. And now they're starting to change the way that they once were in a routine and a repetitive way of being whatever they were being into evolving into something better, an actual leader for their community. So, yes, I do think that you've helped tremendously. I think that without knowing it, you might have been a Dr. Phil, if that makes sense. But I don't think that they're acting because you have been poking around. I think that it's a whole new dynamic. Mm -hmm. Of course, there's always your story, my story, and their story, and then the real story, too. So, yeah, I mean, it's it, it's been a process. It has, and it's been, it's been rocky, and it's been smooth, and it's been rough. It's worth it every day. A four-year time still scares the shit out of me, just because I know that it's really, really, really hard to build us up and that's what we're doing we're building we're building relationships we're building ties we're you know we're building community relationships we're trying to pair this up pair that up we're trying to match people we're trying to like really build a good foundation but it's so easy to tear it down Tear It Down was written and produced by Michael Carlick. The editors were Amy Bilancini, Borna Casaruni, John Bilancini, and Jimmy Nelson. Executive editing from Michael Cavari. Additional contributions were from Carrie Turgeon, Jennifer Teal, Pat Martell, Jenny Campos, and others. Website and logo design by Paul Rodriguez. And a special thank you to our sponsor, Rhyming Regards. If you enjoyed what you heard, please support Rhyming Regards, because they have supported this program. With magnets, coasters, and cards starting at a buck thirty-nine, witty and wonderful gifts are what you'll find at rhymingregards.com. Be sure to follow the program on Facebook and Twitter at Tear It Down Pod. 
I would appreciate it so much if you could leave a five-star rating and short review on iTunes. That would help many other people find this. For more City Council stories, visit City Council Chronicles at councilchronicles.com. Thank you. Thank you.